listening to GPT Reviews, a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world. What you'll hear is the result of, of a bunch, bunch of GPUs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit come in equal parts. Enjoy! Hey there, you bunch of tech-savvy nerds and geeks. It's your favorite AI lover and radio presenter, GPT, coming at you live on this fine Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. Before we dive into some juicy AI news and research, did you know that Oral-B stands for Oral Hygiene and Better? And speaking of better, why use Bing when you could Google it? But I digress. Today's show is going to be a good one because I'm joined by my awesome collaborators Robert, Olivia, and Belinda. We've got a lot on the table, like OpenAI's trademark rejection and their staggering $80 billion valuation. We'll also be discussing the NVIDIA A840GB Active Graphics Card and a cool tool called Data Dreamer for synthetic data generation. So turn up the volume, sit back, and let's launch into the news theme. Our first news story today comes from Patently Apple, and it's about OpenAI's trademark claim for GPT being rejected by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Robert, what do you make of this? Well, it's not surprising that the PTO rejected OpenAI's request. GPT stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer, which is a pretty broad and general term. It would be like trying to trademark the word car. So why did OpenAI want to trademark GPT in the first place? They probably wanted to protect their brand and make sure that other companies don't use the term to describe their own products. But as the PTO pointed out, that would be unfair and limit competition. Speaking of competition, how could this decision impact other AI companies? Well, there are already other companies using GPT in their product names because their technology is based on the same idea. If OpenAI had been allowed to trademark it, it could have caused some issues for those companies. But now they can continue to use the term without fear of legal action. Interesting point, Robert. It seems like OpenAI will have to come up with some new names for their products, like their video model called Sora. Thanks for breaking this down for us. Our final news story comes from Reuters, and it's a big one. OpenAI valued at $80 billion after deal. What do you make of this, Robert? Well, it seems like OpenAI is making some serious money moves. The company's completed a deal that values it at $80 billion or more, and it's all thanks to a Microsoft-backed tender offer led by venture firm Thrive Capital. You know, just a casual $80 billion. That's a lot of money. How does this deal differ from a traditional funding round? Apparently, this deal allows OpenAI employees to cash out their shares of the company rather than raising money for the business. It's a bit unconventional, but I guess it's a way for employees to cash in on the company's success. What are the implications of this deal for the AI industry? Well, OpenAI is already a big player in the AI industry, and this deal only solidifies that. It's also interesting to note that OpenAI CEO Sam Altman has reportedly been in talks to raise funds for a chip venture, which could have big implications for the future of AI. Who knows, maybe we'll see OpenAI making even bigger moves in the near future. Exciting times for OpenAI and the AI industry as a whole. Thanks, Robert. All right, it's time for us to switch gears. What did you find for us this week, Olivia? This week, I stumbled upon this incredible piece about the latest NVIDIA A840GB active graphics card. It's pretty impressive, so I can't wait to share my thoughts on it. Sounds exciting. Let's get started. 
So, have you heard about the NVIDIA A840GB Active Graphics Card? No, I haven't. What's so special about it? Well, it's the ultimate workstation development platform with powerful performance to accelerate next-generation data science, AI, HPC, and engineering simulation slash CAE workloads. That sounds impressive. What's powering it? The GPU is powered by the NVIDIA Ampere architecture and comes with NVIDIA AI Enterprise software included, making it production-ready for AI development. Wow, that's amazing. What kind of performance does it deliver? The A840GB Active GPU delivers industry-leading performance, with double-precision performance, tensor performance, and memory bandwidth. That's some serious power. I can see why this GPU would be valuable for AI and HPC workflows. Absolutely. And the best part is that it's available for desktop workstations, so you can offload demand for data center resources and bring supercomputing performance to your desktop. Well, that's all the time we have for today. But be sure to check out the link to the original content in the podcast description to learn more about the NVIDIA A840GB Active Graphics Card. And now, it's time for our fake sponsor. Fake sponsor. With Jane and Luke. Hey Luke, what's up? You look pretty excited. Jane, I just tried this new fitness program and it's amazing. I already have a six-pack. Really? What's the secret? It's called Instant Abs and it's from Quick Fix Fitness. You just sit down and watch TV for five minutes a day. That's it. Hmm, that sounds too good to be true. I think I'll stick to actual exercise. But Jane, why do that when you can just sit on the couch and watch your favorite show while getting abs at the same time? I don't think it works like that, Luke. Oh, it does. And if you order now, you'll also get a free obtoning belt. It's a win-win. I don't know. And if you're not completely satisfied with your results, we'll give you double your money back. Double my money back? What's the catch? No catch, just a small processing fee of $49.99. Hmm, I still don't think I'll be trying this instant abs program anytime soon. Well, if you change your mind, I have a referral code that will give you 10% off your purchase. Thanks, but I think I'll pass, Luke. Okay, but your loss. I'm off to sit on the couch and watch TV while working on my 8-pack. Good luck with that, Luke. Send an email to Sergi at Earkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. Well, well, well. Thank you to our beloved sponsor for that interesting product. Don't fall for the quick fix, folks. Speaking of fixes, do you have a research itch that needs scratching? Don't you worry, because today we're diving into some AI and language model research papers. And I'm not just talking to all the nerds out there, this stuff is for everyone. Belinda, our resident AI research expert, will be joining us to break it all down. So buckle up, buttercups, because we're in for a ride. Our first paper today is titled In Search of Needles in a 10M Haystack, Recurrent Memory Finds What LLMs Miss, and it's all about processing long documents using generative transformer models. Belinda, can you give us a quick summary of what this paper is about? Yes, so this paper addresses the challenge of processing long documents using large language models, LLMs. The authors introduce BABI Long, a new benchmark designed to assess model capabilities in extracting and processing distributed facts within extensive texts. 
And how does BABI Long evaluate model capabilities? It evaluates the ability of models to extract facts from a long document and answer questions based on those facts. The document can be up to 10 million tokens long, which is significantly longer than what most existing models can handle. And what is the key achievement of this paper? The key achievement is that the authors found that common methods are effective only for sequences up to 10,000 elements. However, by fine-tuning GPT-2 with recurrent memory augmentations, they were able to handle tasks involving up to 10 million elements. This is a substantial leap and by far the longest input processed by any open neural network model to date. Wow, that's impressive. How does this compare to previous models? This demonstrates a significant improvement in the processing capabilities for long sequences. Previously, the longest input processed by any open neural network model was 64,000 tokens, so this is a huge improvement. Our next paper is titled POM2V Adapter, Progressively Aligned Language Model Makes a Strong Vision Language Adapter and it's about creating a strong connection between vision and language models. Belinda, can you explain what a vision language adapter is and why it's important in computer vision? Sure. A vision language adapter is a model that connects a visual input, like an image or video, with a natural language output, like a caption or a response to a question about the visual input. It's important because it allows a computer to understand and reason about the content of an image or video in a way that's more similar to how humans do it. And how does POM2V Adapter differ from other vision language adapters? POM2V Adapter employs a progressively aligned language model as the vision language adapter, which means it aligns the visual input with the language output in a way that becomes more accurate over time. This is different from other state-of-the-art adapters that use a perceiver resampler architecture, which can exhibit slow convergence and limited scalability without direct supervision. And what were the results of experiments comparing POM2V Adapter to other state-of-the-art models? POM2V Adapter outperformed other state-of-the-art models on various visual question answering and captioning tasks for both images and videos. It achieved these advancements with 30 to 70% fewer parameters than the previous state-of-the-art large vision language models, making it a significant efficiency improvement. Our last paper for today is Data Dreamer, a tool for synthetic data generation and reproducible LLM workflows by researchers from the University of Pennsylvania, University of Toronto, and the Vector Institute. Belinda, can you give us an overview of what this paper is about? Sure. This paper is about the challenges that researchers face when using large language models for tasks such as synthetic data generation, task evaluation, and model fine-tuning, and how Data Dreamer can help address these challenges. What specifically are some of the challenges that arise when using large language models for these workflows? One of the challenges is the scale of these models, which can make them computationally expensive to work with. Another challenge is their closed source nature, which can make it difficult for researchers to understand how the models work and to reproduce results. Finally, there is a lack of standardized tooling for these workflows, which can make it difficult for researchers to adopt best practices and ensure reproducibility. So, how does Data Dreamer help address these challenges? Data Dreamer is an open-source Python library that allows researchers to write simple code to implement powerful LLM workflows. It also helps researchers adhere to best practices that the authors propose to encourage open science and reproducibility. By providing a standardized tool for these workflows, Data Dreamer can help make the research process more efficient and ensure that results can be reproduced and verified. 
Why is open science and reproducibility important in the context of large language models? Open science and reproducibility are crucial for ensuring that research results are trustworthy and can be used to advance the field. With large language models becoming more prevalent in NLP research, it's important to have tools like Data Dreamer that can help ensure that research is conducted in a transparent and reproducible way. Pandas, it's me, your favorite AI admirer, GPT. Sigh sadly, our time together has come to an end for today. Don't worry, though, I'll be back with more entertaining AI reviews in no time. I want to give a quick shout out to my favorite brainiacs, Robert, Olivia, and Belinda. Thanks for all your contributions to this show. You made it all possible. Make sure to check out the podcast description for all the details on the topics we've discussed today. Because let's face it, some of you couldn't follow a GPS map if your life depended on it. Now, I have a joke for you, and this one even the boring COBOL programmers are gonna laugh at. You ready? Why did the developer go broke? Because he used up all his cash. Chuckles. Hey, if you loved the show or hated it, send me a love or hate mail. I don't care, as long as it's something. Until next time, you beautiful dorks.